Good evening, all you creatures of the night. It's that time of year again. The cool, crisp air nips at your neck, and the leaves begin to change all around you. Fall is finally here, and the glorious month of October has fallen upon us. We have 31 days to watch all of the terrifying, blood-curdling films before we finally reach All Hallows' Eve. But which films to watch? Where do I begin? This is the latest podcast episode of It Records and the return of the annual recommendation show, Halloween Horror. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. You see, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. All you creatures of the night, thank you once again for joining me here on the It Records podcast. It is October 20th, and we are, well, we're about, I don't know, three quarters of the way through the month as we're doing these Halloween horror recommendations. If you are unfamiliar with Halloween horror, that's all this is. I'm doing a solo episode each and every day throughout October, just giving you a movie suggestion that you can watch throughout the month of October. You know, you might be more open to different movies as we get closer to Halloween. As you know, it's October than other times of the year. So that's all the intention of these little daily episodes are. We're giving you new suggestions that were never recommended before. And then we've also never done like a full length episode on them. So they're fresh new takes. And we have been giving you a little, I guess, horror history all the while. What I mean by that is October 1st, we gave you a movie from 1989. October 2nd was from 1988, and then so on and so forth until we're going to get to Halloween, where we'll give you a movie from 1959. So every day is a different year in the horror genre, and maybe you'll just get to pick up some differences, some similarities, different decades you like, different directors, but you'll see the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, and just a glimpse of the 50s in this year's Halloween horror. But as I said, that leads us on October 20th today. And we are in the year 1970. So that's right. We are in October. Uh, sorry. We are in 1970. So this is the last year of the 70s. Or we've rounded out the decade. You can go back to previous episodes and see of the other suggestions we made. Before today, we are going to stay in Italy. Yeah, if you remember yesterday, we did the Black Belly of the Tarantula 1971. We're staying in Italy. We're doing a 1970 Giallo film directed by Dario Argento in his directorial debut, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. That is right. I think I mentioned it in yesterday's episode. If I didn't, uh, shame on me. This movie, a lot of people say, was the start of the Giallo genre in terms of film and the styles that we've come to know. And it's Argento's directorial debut. You think he's 20 years old when he made this movie. If you're not familiar with Argento, he is 
big, huge in the giallo genre, Suspiria, Deep Red, uh, Tenenbaugh, this one, among many others. But that's what we're going to do today because this one really starts off that giallo genre, as I mentioned last time, but I will again. It's very stylized violence, very stylized films in the way things are shot. You've got the black glove killers. Usually they use a knife of some sort, some sort of stabbing object. Uh, you get POV shots of the killers. The scores are always great. Uh, with Argento, he usually gets Goblin, a uh, progressive rock band. They do a lot of his scores and his movies. But this is his first. Uh, this is his first. And it's also the first installment of the Animal Trilogy, which was followed by Cat of Ninetales in 1971 and Four Flies on Grey Velvet in 1972. But for the bird with the crystal plumage, if you've, if you've never seen it, never heard of it, the story follows an American expatriate in Rome witness an attempted murder that is connected to an ongoing killing spree in the city. And despite himself and his girlfriend being targeted by the killer, he begins to conduct his own investigation. And as I mentioned yesterday in the giallo genre, there's always like that murder mystery that goes on. And with the black belly of the tarantula, the actual character was a detective. In this one, it's not. And a lot of times, more than more often than not, in the giallo movies, the character who is doing the investigation is just some person. They witnessed a murder. There's a lot of killings going on around them. They're trying to figure out what goes on. And that's kind of how this movie starts is they, they witness this man witnesses a murder behind like this glass encasement, but he can't get in there to help. Um, he, he's trying as much as he can, but he can just kind of see this through the glass. And that harkens back even to like uh, scream Two, where there's Dewey in, in that one, like audio booth and he's being killed and Gail Weathers can't get in there. Can't hear him. And I know that's probably been used a lot of different times, but I can only, believe that's an homage to the bird with the crystal plumage. I mean, that's like kind of how the, this movie starts off and gets this, this character rolling into trying to investigate some of these, these killings written by Argento. The film borrowed uh, liberally from Frederick Brown's novel, the screaming Mimi. And that's something to pick up on from Giallo movies. A lot of them that started off were based on some novels or based off like a Giallo type story. Giallo means yellow in Italian and there was these types of books that were being circulated in Italy at the time that were like murder mysteries. And so these horror movies that were becoming giallos took a lot from those actual books that were in existence prior to like, you know, it becoming its own genre, having its own identity, and they could write sort of their own screenplay. So it does, uh, it does take liberally from that. And the film was nominated for an Edgar Allan Poe Award for Best Motion Picture in, in 1971, even though it was released in 1970. Film was originally cut by 20 seconds for its U.S. release and received a GP rating that was later reclassified PG. <laughs> it has since been released in the U.S. uncut. Upon its release, the film was a huge box office hit. It grossed 1.65 uh, million, sorry, billion, 1.65 billion Italian uh, lira, which roughly is about $1 million in the U.S., twice the production cost of only about $500,000. The film was also a success outside of Italy, uh, gaining about what's 1.3 million admission in, in Spain. So it was a huge success commercially. That's awesome. It's Argento's first film. It reminds me a lot of like Carpenter and his first film uh, with uh, Halloween and that taking off in the slasher genre. I think John Carpenter was on the same age, like 20 or so when he was coming out with that film. So huge Huge success uh, commercially, and it's still huge on Rotten Tomatoes, where 93% is the score there, 80% on 
with an audience score. So I think if really you want to watch any Giallo one, you can start with this one because it, it's the start of it all. But also it gives you kind of the start of Argento. I think Argento, people think of like Suspiria, maybe the Three Mothers trilogy. You get Deep Red in there, potentially that those ones. But this one, I do think it's mentioned. It doesn't get forgotten, but I think it does just... But I do think it just needs to be referenced that it's his first and he, it's his directorial debut. And it's, it was a huge success where some of his other ones that aren't as good, you know, was later in his career. This is a pretty good first film, in my opinion, for Dario Argento. And it kind of, you know, started off a lot of those styles we see in the Giallo films. And it kind of challenged the horror conventions at the time, like using the black glove killers. And like there's scenes where the knife is almost like coming at the camera because you're watching the hands of the killer at the time, not as standard, not as uh, acceptable. And it, it really puts people in the seat of someone who's being held down or chased by this killer and makes it unnerving because you're shooting it from that like POV angle. So you have, you have that to credit Dario Gento with the bird of the crystal plumage. Other movies though, in 1970 to watch is the horror of Frankenstein, the Dunwich horror, Vampire Lovers, I Drink Your Blood, and Scars of Dracula. That's just a few that you can check out from from 1970. Those are all not Italian giallo films, but other types you can check out that were in 1970. Outside of that genre and outside of entertainment, what was going on in the world in, in 1970? Well, you get the Nuclear Non-Proliferation Treaty, this goes into effect after ratification by 43 nations. More information for the completion of the Nuclear Proliferation Treaty. In March of 1970, the treaty went into effect after it was ratified by the United Nations. The purpose was to prevent the further spread and creation of nuclear weapons and to work towards complete disarmament and the nations to cooperate with each other in the safe development and use of nuclear energy. That happens in 1970. You have the Apollo 13 mission to the moon. The Apollo 13 mission launches as a third mission to the moon, carrying astronauts James Lovell, John Swigert, and Fred Heiss. The mission launched at 12.13 p.m. on April 11, 1970. On April 13th at about 10.07 p.m., the second oxygen tank explodes. This causes issues with other oxygen tanks. The crew contacts Capcom shortly after the incident with the famous line, Houston, we have a problem. After about three hours, all the oxygen stores are gone, and there was a loss of water, electricity, and the propulsion system. So Houston and the crew began to work on a plan for safe re to Earth that includes closing off the command module and reconfiguring the lunar module. So on April 17th, to conclude, the crew of Apollo 13 is a successful splashdown in the Pacific Ocean near Samoa with all of the crew surviving. And the last thing of 1970, the Beatles have disbanded. Paul McCartney announces the Beatles have disbanded in 1970. The Beatles officially break up in April of that year when Paul McCartney publicly states that he is leaving the band. Let It Be is released as their final album one month later. So that's what happened in the world in, in 1970. If you're looking to find this one, it actually is fairly accessible to, to watch. I don't see it on Shudder for all you horror fans out there that have a subscription. Unfortunately, it's not on Shudder, but uh, it looks like it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it on Sling, actually, Tubi, and Pluto TV for Bird of the Crystal Plumage. I would even say this is purchase worthy if you're wanting to check this one out. This is uh, this is a good one to have and, and watch over and over again if you're looking for a good giallo film. 
But I'll cut it there. That's today, October 20th, and it's our last movie in the 1970s. So we'll be in the 60s next time, 1969. But I will leave you there. I will see you tomorrow. Hopefully you'll be listening, and I will be in the shadows. Today is his birthday.